You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Back with you on The Strong Room on News Talk 770. We'll get to the family cottage in a moment. But first... A reminder that Macmillan's next seminar is coming up on Thursday evening, June 1st at 7 o'clock. Pre-register by calling the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. Or go online to register at macmillanestate.com. Did you know that owning a property in the United States can create tax considerations that must be taken into account as you build your estate plan? If you rent out the property when you are not using it or when you decide to sell it, there are rules to deal with that have been put in place by the U.S. Internal Revenue Service. Read more about this in the latest blog posting on Macmillan Estate Planning's website at www.macmillanestate.com. Speaking of recreational property, the family cottage is often one of the most beloved possessions in a family. Mom and dad invariably started it and took care of it through the early years. But as mom and dad step back or pass on, the ownership, maintenance and scheduling of its use passes to the next generation. How that transition happens can sometimes be the source of disagreement among the next generation of decision makers. Trust and estate practitioner Martine Tollefson speaks about that. Usually how I would deal with it is to ask more questions of the family because we have to understand their situation and what their real needs are and that way we can make the right plan for them. So if we ask the right questions, we can safeguard their significance. But we have to ask, what's the family like? What are the kids like? Who is wanting the cottage? Who doesn't want the cottage? Who spends time there? These are all things that will help us plan it properly. I met with a family last weekend. They actually share the cottage with their siblings, but each of those siblings has children, and each of those children have children. And so here we have over 20 people trying to share the cottage. And then what happens when one of the siblings passes away? And how is it going to be fair? And who gets to use it during the summer? Who gets this week? Who gets that week? Who gets to spend the most time there? But then another question would be, who's going to pay for all the maintenance? Because the kids want to use it, but they might not necessarily want to maintain it in a physical way. So they have taxes to pay and utilities and that kind of thing. So we have to ask all of those questions to figure out what's the best plan. It's the ultimate timeshare in some ways, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Except it's all in the family. Exactly. It can be a kind of timeshare for the next generation. But with timeshare comes an agreement on budgeting for maintenance costs and taxes, which leads us to Sherry McMillan and the planning needed to ensure that funds for the cottage and for lifestyle and other needs will be there when they are needed. One of the obstacles that we're all facing right now in the community specifically is the opportunities that we're uncertain about. And, you know, we have a massive change of government internationally. It's not just here in Canada. As we know, we have the Trump. We called it bump. Well, we have a Trump dip is everybody's question. Um, We also have Brexit occurring. And so there's just a lot of international uncertainty. And because we don't know how it will all correlate and come together, um, everybody has a little bit of fear and trepidation when they're not certain of how things will unfold. And I think rightfully so. 
the other thing I always share with families is, you know, that's not uncommon anyway. What happens is we're living so long into retirement. We're living three, four, or five decades, depending on when we retire, into retirement, that we're going to experience world change during those decades. So it'd be foolish of us to be naive and think, well, when it all settles down, then we're going to be okay. It never settles down. We go cyclical. And so, you know, we settled for three years and then crazy for two and then good for seven and crazy for three. It's a constant moving target of uncertainty in our lives. But when we're in retirement, our money needs to be consistent and preserved so that our retirement is not jeopardized in those decades ahead. So I agree with you. Estate planning is not about the moment of death. It shouldn't be. That's just one moment in time. What we really want to do is we want to protect the estate through your lifespan. And then we want to protect it through the next generation's lifespan if you're affluent and potentially even grandchildren. So we're actually looking at a life plan for these generations. And it's just a transition at the moment of death. It's not a plan. That's a transition of a plan. So it changes to your life plan to your child's life plan. And it takes into account housing. It takes into account travel options. It takes into account health care, or if it doesn't, it should, uh, because these are all parts of life that, that one has to deal with and one should plan for uh, so as to make sure that things are looked after. That's right. And one of the really interesting areas that our wealthy families take advantage of that maybe others don't know, again, this is a kind of the quiet Um, area of planning that nobody understands fully yet. And I think it will unfold and manifest in Canada in a grander way over time, Peter. But at this moment, it's only being shared with a select few group in Canada because they're not working with trust and estate planners. And so they don't know these opportunities exist for them. But we're very, very lucky in Canada because, as you know, we have offices out of the UK, EU and the US, and they don't have these kinds of opportunities. In fact, a lot of those clients are coming into Canada to take advantage of opportunities that we have right here. And one of the main ones is when you've built up wealth and you have cash investments, and it can be in your company, it can be in your personal name, it can be in your RSPs. I mean, it's all over the place when we're affluent. We have pockets of different affluence and wealth is that we can privatize that wealth and protect it from all kinds of risks that we're going to face in the future. So I always tease my clients that drive those massive motorhomes and don't have a special driver's license in the U.S., If they were to be sued down there, we don't want their wealth to be jeopardized. And the way in which we do that is we use special trust planning to privatize all their wealth. And that way, they will always be safe from any liability that is created, whether it be a car accident, whether it means that they're on a board of directors and take some risk, or a lot of our entrepreneurial families stay in business into late retirement. In fact, we have one that's 89 who's starting a company right now. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're protecting what you're going to need for your pension, I call it, for the rest of your life. And affluent families don't want to risk their life's work. And so we use trust law to protect the capital, And then there's this really wonderful opportunity we also have is not only do we protect the capital with the principal guarantee is as your estate continues to grow through time, what will happen is we refreeze your growth as part of your guarantee over the decades ahead. Give us an example. Certainly. So a great case study of this is a family I've had the delight to work with oh, I would say a good 15 years now. And when they initially had sold uh, off their business, they had sold it for a tune of around 14 million and then it come into cash. And this is actually happening more and more today 
because the baby boom is transitioning. And also the elder generation is transitioning their wealth to the baby boom. So we have more and more families coming into large pools of cash assets and confused what to do because perhaps their life experience was, uh, you know, they gave it to a broker, they lost it in the stock market. Um, They've had bad experiences and they don't know how to protect it and make it safe. And so a great way to make it safe is that we use trust law opportunities and investments. We don't use the bank systems so that we negotiate through trust with the bank systems a principal guarantee. And when you're affluent, you can command that kind of guarantee. Okay, so we have the, the in the case study you've cited, we have $14 million sitting there. That's right. What happens? So this Wonderful families, you know, set up their retirement objective and they wanted about a quarter of a million to 300000 a year for spending and travel. They bought a beautiful property in Arizona and winter. And so what we did with the monies that they had left after they positioned what they wanted to purchase in retirement is we actually set it up in a trust and we invested it in very good quality blue chip dividends. And what we did is we negotiated a principal guarantee with the companies that the money was invested. And they'll do this. They just don't volunteer it if they don't have to, obviously. But then through the years, obviously, we've had good and bad times in the markets. But when we've had really good times, what we've gone back to is the institution and said, we want a freeze of the profit in this family's estate. So Playing devil's advocate, if that $14 million has grown to $15 million, we want to freeze that extra million of growth as part of the original capital, and we call this a state freeze. And so what happens is now the family has a $15 million guarantee in their estate, and I'm playing devil's advocate, but if they happen to die when the stock market crashed the next day, their children are not going to get the crashed value in the stock market. They're actually going to get the $15 million. Now, if it was $16 million, they'd get the sixteen, but they're never going to get less than the 15 frozen. And so when families learn of this opportunity, what we recommend in our firm is that when you're protecting your lifestyle, always have in trust law enough of your cash asset base um, to protect that $200,000, $300,000 of revenue you want for your elder years so that no matter what happens in life, whether the stock market crashes, inflation goes crazy, um, the world is mad for a couple of few years. Not that that's ever happened before, but if it is, then you're not in jeopardy because you're not going back to work generally when you're 82 years old. You need to know that that wealth is there for you. It's a wise decision to make sure that much of your wealth is safeguarded. So while you're thinking about your vacation property, think about this as well. All of these themes will be brought into sharper focus at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. It's coming up on Thursday, June 1st at 7 o'clock. Pre-register by calling the office weekdays at 403-266-6464. Or you can register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. I'm Peter Watts. Thanks for tuning in to The Strong Room on News Talk 770. 